Uh, as said earlier, we're going to be starting a new series uh, today uh, called Caring and Daring, is what I've labelled it. Uh, there we are. Thank you, Dave. So, Caring and Daring. We want to be a church that's really caring, don't we? We want to be loving each other, caring for each other, caring for each other and looking after one another really well. And of course, we want to be a church that's daring. And we've just been hearing, actually, uh, from Luke's word about even sort of potential, you know, God's calling to internationally, even beyond London. And, you know, in terms of the, the needs that are out in the world and all around us, we want to have real courage and faith don't we, to dare to take uh, the caring love that we experience in the community, it, within the church community, out to others and proclaim the goodness of Jesus to people. And it's not always easy, is it? There's a daring element to what God calls us to. And as we go through sort of uh, caring and daring over the next three weeks, it's, we're going to be talking a lot about our connect communities and groups. And in fact, one of the sort of lines that we use to describe our connect communities and groups, which people have already referred to this morning, is large enough to dare, small enough to care which uh, we nicked from somewhere, it's not our own line, so if you don't like it, don't blame us, but it captures something, I hope, of what we want them to be, that actually they're places uh, where they're small enough, if you like, that you don't get lost in the crowd and we can care for one another, and yet but within the community, if you like, it's a bit more on the group side of things, as it were, we'll explain more later, and a bit more on the community size of things, side of things, where they're large enough to dare to make an impact uh, to the people around us, showing them God's love and proclaiming the gospel. So this Sunday, we're going to be talking a bit more about caring, about how we want to be a caring church. And I've just got one verse that I want to look at, and hopefully a bit later we'll be hearing some sort of stories of how groups have done in sort of larger and small ways, care for one another. So here's the verse, Galatians 6 verse 2, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. So Galatians is a letter written to uh, the church in Galatia many years ago. So it's like a command to Christians in the church. Carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Jesus uh, ultimately has removed our need to fulfill God's law. Okay? All the things, all God's standards that we couldn't possibly meet of ourselves because of our own sort of sinful nature, our own way of doing things. I mean, the Bible talks about the law that you read about in the Old Testament, the Ten Commandments and many other things stood against us. But Jesus is the ultimate one who's really carried our burdens, hasn't he? When he died on the cross in our place, he took our burden of sin, the things that we couldn't possibly carry in our life, and he dealt with them. He carried them away from us. He got rid of them. As far as the east is from the west, the Bible says he has removed our sins. This is good news. This is wonderful news. And then it means the law that was against us is no longer uh, against us anymore because it's been fulfilled in Christ. And yet this phrase here, we've still got the fulfill the law of Christ, What's that? Well, really, it's a law of love because now we're in Christ and every Christian is called to become more and more like him, to follow in his footsteps in a law of love, that Jesus demonstrated his love by laying down his life for us, rising three days later in power so that we have new life in him. And so we're called to love one another and like he has done uh, in, in the ultimate sense, we are supposed to do in a much smaller way, but no less important, uh, carry each other's burdens. And that's what it means when it says, and so we fulfill, we ongoingly fulfill Christ's, if like the law of Christ is law to love one another. 
And yet carrying each other's burdens is really obviously quite a practical uh, thing. It, it sort of encapsulates not just something of a sort of an out there, love one another, ooh, you know, but it's something really uh, strong in the language. What does it mean to carry each other's burdens? You know, what does that look like? The word um, burden is literally about being a weight. Often it's used uh, in the Bible to do literal weight. It's, if you like, representative of all the things in life, whether big or small, uh, that weigh us down in life. Now, Jesus calls us to freedom. He wants to live us full of joy and freedom. And yet, we obviously have so many things in our life, sometimes our own stupidity and sin and circumstance, emotional needs, practical needs, that, if you like, burden us, weigh us down. That, you know, and yet in the church community, in the caring community, we are called to help each other out. I'm sure that's what you like to have happen, wouldn't you? When you're feeling burdened, you want someone to come and help carry them. And literally, it's a sort of a carry away. It's like, I'll deal with that. I will take that away from you. And what a wonderful sense it is, whether sort of emotional needs uh, or physical needs, spiritual needs, actually all around us, the community that God wants to build among us here, is we are sharing the load. We're helping to carry each other's burdens so that none of us are going down under, but we're all being lifted up by one another, even as we ourselves turn and try to help each other according to our different gifts and skills and circumstances of life and season of life that we're in, etc., and, and I think it goes on all the time, doesn't it? I think that is definitely what goes on. I think over the years that we, Carol and I have been here, it's been a great church in so many respects. We've had um, you know, loads of different ways that people have helped carry our burdens, and hopefully we've done a bit of that ourselves in terms of demonstrating love to one another. Of course, it doesn't always go completely right. Sometimes, it, you know, that's why I think the command's there, carry each other's burdens, because uh, we want to stir it up as we heard in worship. We want to be thoughtful about it. It's not like we're a perfect church, of course, because you're in it, and you're not perfect. Yet. So, yes, and I'm in it as well, yes, thank you. And, uh, but so it's a, it's a challenge, isn't it? There's, and there's always ways you can look and feel it hasn't gone quite right, but yet we want to stir up and say, we want to carry each other's burdens and, uh, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Now, as a little, uh, we're going to talk about that a bit more in terms of connect groups and stuff, hopefully a little uh, object lesson. Uh, so, um, uh, Susan, can I borrow you a second? you could come out. So Susan, I want to pray, you're, you're a bit weighed down in life, heavy burden. I want you to pretend these are, these are your life's burdens, okay? So if you, could, if you could carry that through life and so you're quite burdened, okay? So if you lift it up and d- don't, okay, here we go. Be careful. Right. Okay, so she's really quite burdened up. Now who would like, who's feeling compassion at the moment and would like to come and help relieve Sue, of all her burdens. Okay, here's a few. Your husband has you put your hand up there. Well trained. Well trained. So that's a good example. Ian, come on in. Come and, come and help. So he's not running. Just a slow amble. Okay, here we go. Right, you can help carrying them now. It's, it's a very, I haven't figured this out all the way through the subject lesson. You can sort of walk through... Wonderful, thank you. But you could, that was it, that was it. That was it. You can give a round of applause. Obviously, slight, slightly silly example. What was the first thing Ian had to do to come and help Sue with her burdens? What was, it, what was he sort of doing to come and, if you like, in a general sense, to stand up? What did he do? 
He had to move. And which direction did he move? Towards her. He got closer. He got closer. It's a very simple, hopefully that works. Very simple kind of illustration, isn't it? But there's a real sense, I think, in which um, it's hard to carry each other's burdens if we're distant from each other, right? If we don't really know each other. I don't know if... Uh, I always get nervous on the tube when it's just figuring out whether you should offer the seat to people because you don't really know them, do you? So you're sitting there, and increasingly as I'm on the tube, I'm discovering I'm probably not one of the younger ones as well. But normally, somebody walks in, and you're looking at, and there's no other seats around, and you're thinking, okay, they're probably older than me. Are they old enough that if I offer them the seat, they're not going to get offended? It's a tricky thing. I think I don't, you don't really know. You just say, would, would, would you like the seat? And then they, of course, go, no, I'm fine. And maybe they're a bit like, okay, so do I just sit back down? Or, okay, what about that? What about that person over there? Well, do, you, do you start offering that seat? I'm feeling awkward now. It's like, you know, and it's like, no, I'm getting off for the next stop. And, okay, what about, what about you? Um, oh, oh, you're pregnant. You should definitely sit down. Uh, oh, you're not pregnant. <laughs> it's all right. I'm getting off at the next stop. You have the seat. It, you know, it can be hard, can't it? If you're not sure what's going on in people's lives, if you don't necessarily know them that well, how do we know how to share each other's burdens? How do you get to communicate, if you like, your burdens to people? And um, although it's not exclusive within the life of City of Hope, obviously so much, uh, so the, our connect groups and communities, so much of them are about exactly that that beyond just the Sunday, here we are on a Sunday, hopefully had a great time in the presence of God, but there are more people in the room than you are going to get to sort of disclose your burdens to, or even want to, aren't you, in terms of some of the things going on in your life. There's just, we need smaller settings, if you like. We need places where our life is shared much more genuinely and naturally and normally. I don't know if you've ever uh, thought how many friends you have. It doesn't count on Facebook if you've got 800 or so friends. They're not really your friends. You know, how many friends you really have uh, in life. Apparently, anthropologists study and say are are sort of across all different cultures, around 150 people is about the most you can really sort of get to know in any kind of meaningful way. And they sort of break it down into uh, different smaller groups in terms of the level of intimacy that you maybe share with people. So in terms of really close, intimate friends, five would be a really high number. And it's sort of apparently the, the sort of circles of level of relationship, they sort of chart up in three. So 15, you can have really quite personal knowledge. 50 are kind of a good sort of social knowledge, up to 150 where you're quite good acquaintances, that type of thing. And, you know, City Hope is beyond 150 people. Uh, praise God. And we want to grow. We want to see far more people come. We've got a vision for a thousand and beyond and all, all the rest of it. Uh, we can't all know one another that well. We can't all carry each other's burdens in any kind of meaningful way uh, in terms of, sort of individually. And that's obviously where the connect groups and communities, we really want them to step in where actually people in, though in your connect group, in your connect community, they might not be your most intimate, best friends, they don't have to be, but they definitely come within that sort of wherever you choose to place it. You don't have to really articulate to the people and say you're, you're a personal friend, you're a social friend. You don't have to grade it, but you get the sense of like people, uh, you know, they're people that you genuinely know. And there's elements of trust building up and elements of, you know, you understand a bit what's gone in their work life or their family life or what their kids are going through at school. And we pray for one another and we help each other out uh, and we bless each other. 
And of course that's going on, isn't it? We want to see that happen. And uh, I'd just like to ask now, so uh, Tracy Reed and Annie and Dave Mellis, I'm hoping Dave, if they would have come to the stage, and they're going to share um, just briefly some of the things, some of the ways that through their connect group, if like their burdens have been carried. So Philip has a microphone for you guys. If you'd like to come up on stage, Tracy will start with you. Just uh, hope that's okay. So guys, if you come up, so you can give them a round of applause now. Just encourage them. Socialising has always been a big no for me. I couldn't think of anything more horrifying except spiders. Um, <laughs> being in a group of people I didn't know absolutely petrified me. I think I'd have nothing interesting to say, I'd clam up, fumble over conversation and politely make an excuse to leave. I'd be really upset with myself and each time it just made the next time worse. Joining City Hopes challenged me. This isn't a church where you just attend on a Sunday. Being a Christian just doesn't happen on a Sunday. My church is my family and therefore a larger part of my life. Being part, of a group, <laughs> Being part of a connect group has helped me grow in Christ massively. Being the social nightmare I was, when I was first invited to connect group, I'm, con I'm sure you can imagine what my response was. <laughs> then I was invited to join Vic and um, Caroline's connect group, and for those of you with an iPhone, obviously I can guess you can um, imagine what smiley expression my face was, and for those that don't have an iPhone, it kind of looked like this. <laughs> 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 My connect group has been there for me during good and bad times. Um, unfortunately, earlier this year, I lost my dad to cancer. And without the love and support of Vic and Caroline, I don't know how I would have gotten through this. Thank you, God. Um, I've also, the, the good times of the group has supported me through, um, I've been studying at uni through modules I've passed. Um, they've supported me through prayer and also through feeding um, us at times. And um, I've been able to pass each one of them. Thank you very much, Dave. Um, earlier on in the year, um, Dave preached on building one another up. He made some very essential points that have stayed with me since and I felt relevant to reflect on with you today. God has committed us to, God has committed to us the responsibility of building up one another, encouraging one another, strengthening one another and helping one another stay in the love of God so we can go out in the world as people full of the good news of Jesus Christ and full of the power of the Holy Spirit. Sorry, this is a bit <laughs> He gave some very practical advice on how to achieve this. The first one being to attend. Unless you're around God's people, you won't feel a sense of security to speak out or be in a position to receive that support. Um, my job, a very busy job, often falls outside my contracted hours and I can't always leave at five o'clock. I'm a nurse and say to my patients, well, I've got to go now. So therefore, I'm not always able to make the connect groups and the connect communities. Um, I used to feel very bad about this, but in explaining my situation, the pressure was lifted there. There's no expectation that you have to be there absolutely every single day, but it's really so important that you can attend whenever you can. And the second point is to participate. Who can I ask yourself? Who can I encourage and who can I help? Sitting in silence in these places wasn't doing me any good. Um, sort of, I, attended, I first attended the connect groups. I used to sit in silence for a long time. I slowly began to participate more and more. 
because like someone put my batteries in and I slowly sort of you know started um, interacting. The more I attended and participated, the more I understood the vision of City Hope. The more I attended and participated, the more I understood what it was meant to be a Christian in a practical sense. The more I attended and participated, the more I understood my Bible, and the more I attended and participated, the more my heart changed for God. Um, my life is non-stop, and I'm blessed to know that if I'm not around, if I've missed any groups, I get a text message, I get an email or phone call from um, uh, my connect group, um, which I find really helpful and really encouraging. It allows me to keep up to date with what's happening in Ghana. And finally, I say yeah. <laughs> um, I just wanted to share a moment from the last connect group I attended. It's where we, it was a connect group food and prayer, and we brought our children along. It was able to sit in the room, and we went around the room telling each other, um, who and what we wanted to pray for, and I sat and I watched children pray, and I was so moved. I was blessed to be in that moment. I was so encouraged to see God working in the younger generation, and I had to ask myself, why on earth are you so afraid? Why are you afraid to um, participate? Why are you afraid to to, uh, to pray out loud in these groups? And it made me think of the verse Proverbs 27, uh, sorry, the um, Proverbs 27 verse 17, which says, I am sharpens I am so that one person sharpens another. If you're not in those situations, if you're not participating, if you're not attending, you're not there, it's like, as Leslie was saying, it's you go and you're fed, and you're encouraged, and you grow, and you strengthen. And I'm going to finish there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'll echo one of the things that Tracy has said there, and a really small group has been our closest family. You know, we've got our human family, which is amazing to have around us. Um, but our spiritual family has been part of Anne and our lives uh, for years and years, all the time we've been here. Through the good times and through some of the very difficult times as well. And it's been such a blessing to have people really close to us. Um, and uh, through that time, uh, for me as, as a bloke, I've always been looking for how, how can I get people around me? Or how can, how can I encourage other people? to really play their fullest part and really um, understand what God's got for them. And as Alan was saying, you know, as Christians, we recognize we're in a battle. Um, and as uh, blokes, we're, you know, uh, we're an adventure, we're in a race, a race to the finish, to get to the finish line. But daily life often doesn't feel like that. Daily life doesn't feel like a battle. It can feel like a series of Monday, I've got to get to work, I've got to, I've got to do this, I've got family, I've got shopping, I've got DIY, I've got cleaning. You know, daily life doesn't necessarily feel like the adventure, the battle, uh, the race uh, that we sometimes talk about. But I know that those, actually those things, my job, my family, uh, my closest friends, they are the adventure, they are the battle, they are the battle for the kingdom. Um, and uh, you know, much as my life, my gladiator films or Braveheart, or whatever, and that's really thrilling and exciting. But that's actually where the battle is. It's in the day-to-day -day elements of life. So how can I maintain my passion uh, and that sense of adventure in the day-to-day? -day? So there's a group of blokes uh, we meet together uh, every week, and we're trying to find how can we find a time where we can meet together to keep that focus that doesn't take us out of the battle and still has elements of that in it. So we meet together every Saturday at 6.30 in the morning, so we can still join in part of the family, we can still run Alpha courses, we can still uh, be there um, in the daily life. We get up early, we meet either in the park in the summer or indoors at Salmon Centre in the winter, but we do whatever it does, uh, whatever we need as blokes um, to, to keep going. So we pray for each other, uh, we prayer walk, uh, we do stuff, so we play tennis, or we 
um, you know, do sports, um, and uh, we prophesy for each other, we hear from God, and uh, we plan. So we use that time to plan and encourage each other. How are you reaching out? How am I reaching out? So, uh, for example, John uh, Harris uh, runs a football group on a Monday, so we'll pray for that. Uh, we all love, happen to love uh, camping, so uh, we pray for that and we plan what days we're going to do it, how we're going to avoid the football dates, uh, how we're going to involve as many people as we can, how can we involve our closest friends, um, what is it that our friends are into that we can do as a group. Um, but a lot of things we do individually, but we support each other. So Paul Ferret does a uh, meaning food bank. Um, Alan's involved in lots of different things in the community, Galliwell Road, uh, the farm. So how can we bless and encourage and support each other? So it's not just about doing everything together, but supporting each other in our ministries and the things that God calls us to, um, to move on. How can we spur each other on towards love and good deeds? We hold each other accountable and uh, we just um, see God's power move um, in the ways that God calls us to. Right. That's good. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. My name is Annie. I'm so blessed and excited to be here this morning. I am with um, Rebecca and Paul's group, and um, with what the preaching says this morning. It has been a challenge in life, but I know we all go through it in different ways. For when I joined this church, I was really pleased. I was in other churches before coming down here. But the minute I walked through the door, I felt welcome. I felt this is where I would like to be. And um, since then, I haven't felt different. The only thing is, in terms of connect group, I took a while before I signed the form to join the group. Because in the other churches I've been, when you go into the group, people seem to stick to themselves. When they have a particular language, they want to talk in the same languages and just ignore you one side. I didn't feel good about that. But when I joined in here, it took me a while, as I said. But I filled the form, and I decided to go into one of the other groups that was around me, which was Paul's and Rebecca's. So, and um, they really took me on. It got to a stage that after a while, I had to change the shift at work, and that affected me a bit to be attending the group. But the key thing here is, during my absence, they didn't look away, and um, they still keep in touch with me, even when Rebecca will see me, because we have a, a kids are in the same school. Annie, how are you? We didn't see you in the group. Are you okay or anything? Even when I, I'm unable to come into the church. So it's all about, as we say, sharing each other's burden and mm. being there for each other. Mm. That alone really keeps me in my mind. Even when the Wednesday comes, which seems to be the days that I really have more challenges in terms of work, that's the day they will ask me to stay extra hours. And I'm like, I want to go to church today. Mm. Why is it today you ask me? And in other cases, that's the day I don't have food in the house. And the family is like, what are we having for dinner? <laughs> I have a fellowship to go this evening, and you want food. Which one am I gonna <laughs> So it's all these challenges keep mm. coming in. But I thank God for them being there and understanding most importantly, even when I am not there. My spirit is there, 
but the challenge is outside. But I thank God by his grace, he will continue to see us through. And for anyone sitting down or there that is also considering or a new member in the church, please join a group. It's very important. It's very helpful. That's where we share our burdens. That's where we meet our friends. And those are the people that will be there for us, much closer than the main big audience in the church. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Brilliant. Wow. Well, there we go. And those stories, of course, could be multiplied over and over again uh, in all sorts of different ways and different groups. But uh, knowing some of the stuff, one of the things I wanted to draw out, I suppose, knowing kind of where some of the testimonies would come from the stories was, if you like, the, the, the normal stuff. It wasn't the crisis stuff so much, but if you like, the normal stuff of life where the ongoing staying close to people and knowing what's going on in people's lives in a very healthy way, where some of the power, if you like, of connect groups and the communities really, um, really play a part. So... Um, what I'm going to ask now is, I'm going to ask the, the five or five of the sort of leaders of the communities and the groups, hopefully you know who they are, so the Bermsey East and Bermsey West and Rotherhide guys, if you could come down, they're just going to look pretty and, uh, and introduce themselves, because as we're going to finish off in a second, just if you're not in a group or community, to come and join one. So, uh, so I'm going to get them to introduce themselves briefly, and over the next three weeks we'll be doing that uh, each time. So as Tim and okay, we, we're all here, so you can dish... Just those. I'll give them a little sign to just so they don't get confused. Just really brief. We haven't spent loads on, if you like, the, the structures of stuff. Not that's interesting. Just to say, connect groups are the sort of smaller groups that tend to meet in people's homes, uh, and then in the life of the church, based around certain kind of areas, geographies. Uh, groups are kind of linked together as a community and we'll speak about that a bit more next week because it's when there's a few more people if you like the large enough to dare aspect kind of comes in so um, Tim and Pete and Paul lead connect communities with a number of different groups in them so I'm in uh, Pete's connect community and I think we have four connect groups or now five connect groups in fact it's just just starting a new one that was Adam who we announced earlier and uh, and then Angela and uh, um, Andy leads uh, sort of connect groups that aren't yet part of a connect community where we've got a vision to see growth and, and more things happen. So I'll let them introduce themselves briefly. They are there. Remember which one you are close to if you're not in a connect group because you can come and speak to them afterwards. So we'll work along the line. Thanks, Pete. Yeah, so um, myself and my wife Ruth lead the Rotherhead Connect community. And we meet in uh, Time and Talents every month. We'd love to see more people in Rotherhead come to the connect community. Um, meetings every month and come and see me afterwards if you want to know a bit more. We meet together, we pray together for each other and what I really love about the group is we share testimonies with each other about what God is doing from a very much an, out, an outward focused perspective. So we really do kind of share some amazing stories with each other about being brave, about speaking to people about Jesus, about connecting with our neighbours, taking opportunities um, kind of in so many different ways. And it's just, it's, it's one of the best parts of, of, of my month, every month, just hearing these testimonies of what God is doing. That's the exciting bit, actually. It's the bits um, kind of in between um, when we're meeting where I can actually just see, kind of looking around the room sometimes at the um, people in the Connect community, you can just see kind of people getting the vision, people kind of 
lights kind of going on where people are like, actually, you know, it's about shifting my perspective. Actually, it's about shifting my perspective. Who is my plus one going to be when I go to the pub? Who is it going to be who doesn't come to church that I can kind of just invite? Who is it today that I can just bless and show some kindness to? So just, um, yeah, do come and speak to me afterwards if um, you live in Rotherhive. It is a really amazing, exciting thing that we're doing. Right. Okay, um, everything that Tim said, really, <laughs> in a nutshell, to keep things moving as well. But <laughs> we're eight months a month. Um, Bermondsey East, there are five connect groups, as Vic said already. Um, we, again, are just looking at kind of that outward focus. How can we establish ourselves within our communities? Since Easter, we've really just been sort of narrowing that focus and just looking at our neighbours. Who are our neighbours that live closest to us? So in a real literal, who are the eight people who live nearest to me? In my block, in my street, wherever it is. Um, and building relationships with them people, actually. Just getting to know them, having them around for some food, you know, playing, the kids all sort of playing together, just doing them sort of everyday things that we've heard so much about, and just building them relationships, and then thinking, what else can I invite them to? What else can we come along to? Just sharing our lives with those people, actually really seeing how not just we are sort of helping others around us, but actually how us as a group and the people as we get to know our neighbours, actually how they're enhancing our lives so much, and they're looking out for us, and actually, Loads of little small communities where everyone lives are being built. And actually, if you dotted them all on a map, and then you get the wider community, and you can just see lots of little communities kind of form a bigger community that forms a bigger community in Bermondsey West and Rubberhive. And actually, that is what it's about, is the relationship. So if you're interested and you're in a connect group, um, one of the five connect groups in Bermondsey East, do come and see me. Do come along. It really is a fantastic time. As Tim said, we share testimonies. We pray for each other. We pray for the area we live in. The people that are working in the area, um, you know, businesses in the area, schools in the area. We have been meeting at our house, my and my wife Stacey, but we recently just um, got hold of a classroom at City of London Academy. So it's slowly taking over all the secondary schools in the area. Um, but yeah, so do come and see. We will be meeting on this Thursday, the 19th, and the Thursday after. Okay, looking to see if we can bring them on to the services. The Bermondsey West and Borough community meets currently at the Downside Fisher Youth Club, which is over on Druid Street, close to a town. Um, we, we meet together, I mean, similar to the... the the previous ones that have been talked about, we meet together to encourage one another, to share our lives together. We always um, sh share stories of who we've been chatting to, how we've been connecting with the world around us about Jesus. We always pray into those stories and, uh, and very often pray for one another. But it, it's, it's more than that. So we, we have a reputation for putting on parties. Um, we, we've, and we also encourage people to invite their friends. Somebody was very surprised when I said, we're having a birthday party, bring your friends, even though we didn't all know them. It, but it works. We gather together, we're reaching and connecting with a wider community. And also, not only parties, but also trying to engage with local community events. Um, so back in the summer, we were very active in the, there was a summer fete over in the biscuit factory and 
because of the reputation of this church and for you you guys we were invited to come we could to, we, we did some face painting for the kids but we also had a stall where we were promoting the work of City Hope and praying for people well because of the success of that we're also going to be doing something similar at the beginning of December for the blue Christmas event um, so we connect with our community the wider community around us it's very exciting if you're not in a connect community consider it seriously Hi, so I'm Angela, and along with my husband Gary, we run the um, Connect Group, which meets, it meets in New Cross, but we've also got quite a few people that join our group that come from further out, so they come along to meet with us in New Cross. We're fairly new, so it's a really great opportunity to come along, if you're looking for a group, come along, get to know us at the same time, and um, we'd love to see you there if you live in that particular area. Our, our biggest challenge at the moment probably is starting to invite people for the Christmas Carol concert. Um, that's our, our main focus at the moment, to look out for thinking about who we can be inviting to that. I'm Andy, I uh, lead a connect with my wife Catherine in, uh, in our house in Peckham and Camberwell. Uh, we meet every week um, and um, yeah, we're looking to grow. Uh, we're looking to uh, grow as a connect group and uh, for people to join us and um, yeah, hopefully at some point we'll uh, expand enough to have enough connect groups in this area to have a connect community. So. Um, Great. Come and talk to me if you live in our area. I want to find out more. Thank you. Good. <laughs> Guys, obviously, so we, we've, uh, we've overrun, but obviously if you are in any of those areas and not in a Connect group, uh, you know, it will, the Connect community, the Connect community guys will be able to link you into the Connect group that's part of the Connect community and uh, we would love you to get involved. Uh, and if you are sort of involved, you know, but if you like, you haven't managed to get along to things uh, loads, hopefully this will have just stirred you again, particularly from the earlier testimonies about actually it's such a good thing to get involved, uh, to have your burdens carried, but also our calling to help each other, isn't it? that actually, if, as you get involved, God wants you to help others as well. And uh, so that's what we want to say. Um, we're going to stop there. Uh, we have our run. But again, collect your children. Please stay around uh, for refreshments. Please speak to those people that just come out the front and get involved.